This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Good morning. Good morning. Is this like a, a beautiful tech tech morning? Is, is Mercury in retrograde? Yeah, I don't know. Mer- Mercury is in retrograde. I believe that is true. I don't know what that means, uh, even though we did a whole series with Samuel Reynolds on astrology and he broke all that down. I still don't, I don't live by that. Yeah, I people say that to me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, you know, ish happens to all of us. So I don't know if we're going to blame it on Mercury and retrograde. It did, then absolves us from the, you know, the humanity of it all. Our human, our human. <laughs> well, how are you? Excellent. I'm super excited. How are you feeling today? I am feeling great. I am here. I got up this morning and I'm ready. I'm assuming we're going to learn something about ginger since you wanted me to play this ginger by Burner Boy. We are um, because ginger is one of my favorite uh, elements and in our shop and in herbalism in general, uh, as far as I was taught by my ancestral line, it's we call it the O donor. Um, so it is the one herb that can be present in most every other mix of things and adds something to the party. Like when they say, what do you bring into the table? Ginger's always bringing something to the table. So I really love ginger for that. Um, also, also, I'm going to drop the link in the chat because uh, Dr. Amin will be fielding questions all throughout the lesson. So, you know, we're not going to just wait to the end. If you have a question, we're going to pop in. It's like church, put the church finger up and come on in and ask your question. Yes. And I love that you said that because we're going to get our timing on these a super tight, you know, 45 or so. So now's the time. Uh, as as we're doing this, we're about call and response. Uh, our traditional cultures love call and response. We, we don't need Robert's rules of order and recognized and seconded and, you know, we, we can have conversations. And so that's what I really want. Um, I know Professor Hunter, you're, you're in favor of that. Those kind of liveliness, the liveliness of discussions is the hallmark of learning. And so we are all learning together. I learn something every day from our staff. I learned something from our folks here at Nubia, uh, people that we interact with other than this too, always something. So I want to make sure that we're talking and exchanging. So you have questions, pop in. uh, Also keep it tight though. Uh, No four part questions, no soliloquies, no monologues. You know, ask your question because there may be other people, but also, you know, and don't wait. Don't sit and wait. And it's like, oh, I wish I had come in. It's family. We don't care that you got on a bonnet. We don't care that you're moisturizing. Come on in, ask that one question and then pop one out. (laughs) Uh, I like that you said that because sometimes the one question has parts A, B and C. And we're like, just try to get to the best. Ask your best question about that. All of them are questions. Pick the best one and Let's rock with that one because that way we can we can move to these spaces. So I I want to talk about ginger because it's the one herb, like I said, is a is an O donor. It can go in almost any other thing. What I love about it is it's an anti-inflammatory. It has lots of other properties. The thing is that when we talk about inflammation, and today we're going to talk about anti-inflammatory herbs 
and formulas that are not necessarily in the scope of just ginger. A lot of times we lean on ginger really heavily because we see it a lot in this country, but we may not see or be accustomed to using other things uh, regularly. We may say, uh, I hear a lot, people say, well, uh, come in the shop, what do you have that has ginger in it? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, how many of our things, Ali, what percentage of our? At least like 85, maybe 90%. 90% of our teas that contain ginger, but not just ginger. Ginger or any other element in the hands of someone who knows how to blend these things, of someone who knows, uh, who's familiar with herbalism, will tell you that it's uh, a great communicator, right? So ginger is maybe like the wiring you know, some, some of the, the circuitry and wiring inside of a phone that you're holding. It's not the screen, it's not the glass, it's not the camera, it's, not, it's, it's, it's helping those communicative uh, abilities to happen inside of there. So it is not the primary functioning element. And so we should, we owe it to ourselves because every time we see a TV commercial and it's about inflammation, they're, they're pushing uh, our traditional foods. There are lots of things that are now being moved forward uh, because now large pharmaceutical companies really have found out how to make money out of these things. And every time you walk into the health food store or what we call the store, um, you're gonna see more and more and more of our products on the shelf. And so if we're not learning about them and if we're not taking control of them in terms of this is how we take it, this is how I'm gonna grow it at home, or this is how I'm gonna make sure I have a seed bank or whatever you're gonna, what we end up seeing is what's happened with lots of products that are from indigenous places of black and brown folk is that it gets over farmed, overused, not even available to the people who live there anymore. Uh, it, it's, it's serious. So today I thought, okay, Let's talk about inflammation because inflammation really is just any kind of swelling or irritation that we have going on. It is the heart of lots of dis-ease in the body. Our pain, etc., is is a symbol of inflammation. It's like something's in there, right? We want to start settling that stuff down. And ginger's a great lead-in. We love it. We put it in teas. A lot of times at home, many of us might slice it up or I put ginger in everything. Great. Now let's talk about some of the other things that we traditionally would use that maybe we think of for inflammation and maybe we don't and also for uh, circulation in different parts of our body. Before you so, get started, um, I have a question. Yes. Okay. Actually, it's Julie. Julie has a question. Hey, With Julie. No Julie says, Julie's not popping in though. Julie's like a uh, question with no parts, A, B, and C, et cetera. Okay. How, best, how best to store ginger? How long can you keep it? Shelf life, what's the ideal shelf life uh, of ginger? I have one that has shriveled up into an old raisin. Uh, can we keep it in the refrigerator? Is it best to chop it up and store it in water? How do you, that's me adding. Who has a shriveled ginger, uh, Julie? I do. I have a shriveled uh, ginger on my on my counter right now. I, I'm pretty sure I have some shriveled ginger in our house because we always have so much ginger that that tends to happen. I still use it. 
I still use it. It's, it's, it's perfectly good to use. Uh, that just means the water has come out. But if you think about it, and why don't we come down this way and um, look at these things. I want to put some oil on my hands because I don't want to do that to you. I don't want you to see the ash of 40,000 years on my hands. Um, so so <laughs> I'm bringing it in for you on the ginger that is nice and juicy, the one that you would um, say to yourself, okay, this is what I am uh, looking at in the store. This is what I have on in my bowl at home and I'm very proud of. You want to show it off like it's, a, it's art on the fridge from a child. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then when it gets dried out, it's like, oh no. But if you think about it, when we start to go to things like this, right, we are seeing that this is dry ginger. This is what we call like a cut uh, dry ginger, which is, which is very, very uh, prevalent in lots of products, right? These are chunks, like pieces that are cut and dried. What's the difference between that and your dried one that's on your counter? Really nothing, except that somebody is not going to charge you, you know, $20 an ounce to, <laughs> so you may as well cut it up and use it yourself, right? Um, this is also dehydrated, right? When we think about it, ginger powder is also uh, produced from a dried ginger, because if you tried to produce it from wet, it would clump together, right? So the dry ginger, I don't, I never mind dry ginger. I, I feel like it's still great and um, there's no reason to throw away good medicine if we have it. So let's, you know, we're going to use that. So let's talk about some elements for inflammation. We got, how many things we got, Ali? Got all the things, really. We got, uh, hmm, let me see, got ginger, got yeah. turmeric, yeah. red bush, galangal, marigold. Yeah. That's all in that section. Okay. Over here, we got uh, black peppercorn, we got the uh, chili pepper flakes, we got cayenne, and then in the back, we got curry and uh, Jamaican jerk mm -hmm. as well. Because they contain um, those, they contain those yeah. things. Uh, we got nettle over here. Nettle. Yep, nettle. Don't meddle with nettle. No, got I love that. <laughs> got alfalfa right here. Uh -huh. Alfalfa. Uh, <laughs> How you know about that, Ali? You know, during during summer camp we we watched the movie uh oh, um, okay. one year it was a, it was a lot but um the little rascals yeah little mm -hmm. rascals the movie but you don't remember the black I, no, and white joint no i don't no i don't I do not <laughs> at all i didn't know that was a thing oh no but uh <laughs> over here we have burdock root um we have some sarsaparilla powder over here and this is remind me what this one is this is um, come on Ali. devil's Devil's Claw? Devil's Claw. So yeah. I was doing the hand. <laughs> that, that helped me. That helped Devil's Claw. Yep. So, okay. so, yeah, we got a lot of herbs over here that are anti-inflammatory. Yeah, and we're just going to run purposes, So sure. I think I counted 12. Is that true? Sounds about right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. Boom. And um, so it's like the disciples. I was just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to do that. It's a funky bunch, plus one. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> So what we're going to do is start here. We already talked about ginger a little bit as being a great donor herb. It's a great communicator. It is not the principal element in a formula. And I know that um, some people like Brams, who was here uh, for the Caribbean food fight, would, would disagree with me that it's not a principal formula because he thinks that Jamaicans put ginger in everything, like this much ginger in 
a pot of curry. He's not really wrong, but what, or our sorrel, you know, things like that. But what I will say is that we understand also in, in Jamaican's defense, we understand the principles of using that as an, as a, um, a carminative as called in medicine, right? A carminative is uh, an, an element that helps negate gas, you know, or, or uh, assist in digestion. So we put it in our food principally because we don't like to be gassy, Trinidadians. So what, <laughs> what I will say is that it does um, appear quite regularly in our foods and for that purpose, but it is not the star of the show most of the time, unless it's ginger beer, right? So we, we talked about ginger a little bit. We're going to come over here. I'm going to speed through these. And then if you have questions, please ask them now. Okay. Ali not playing with y'all. He be holding this camera up for two hours. He is not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be able to pick up his two daughters at the end of this. His arms is tired. So here's our red bush. And some people may uh, be introduced. Many of us may be introduced to this as rooibos right, um, at, at, as a South African tea, right? Now, what I will say about this, the first thing I'll say is that our farmers, our South African farmers, because we love knowing our farmers and dealing with our farmers, and they told us that they call it red tea. They call it red tea or uh, red bush, and that they, the word rooibos is Afrikaans, roy meaning red and bos meaning bush. And so roy bos is red bush in the language of apartheid, right? This is not, right? So just saying. So we don't call it red bush and they, our particular farmers are like, please let your folks know that, that most of the red bush that's getting farmed is the new diamonds, if you understand what I'm saying. So it also is getting renamed and branded into Zoroibos or Robos. How do you say it, Robos? And they say red tea, they say red bush, um, our farmers, and they also have this tea as part of it. It's a cultural um, staple. This tea is extremely high in antioxidants, extremely. And it is also very good for inflammation in terms of, of taking down inflammation in the body. So this is a super great herb. If you're finding that you have like issues, um, let's say with uh, cancer in your family or in yourself, or you're recovering from that, this does not negate whatever medicines your uh, health professional has said that you take or other recommendations. It's just a great add-in. This is something that can help improve your existence nine times out of 10, 9.9 and nine out of 10. Dr. Armin, when do you, it, cause I, I like green tea in the morning or uh, matcha in the morning because that's the caffeine. Is this a good evening tea? Is this a good midday tea? When do you take the, the red bush? Cause I love, I love your red bush. It is delicious. Is this an everyday tea? Um, you, you, you've had our red, you love the red bush. Love it. Okay. Um, it is an everyday tea. It has no caffeine. So it's the kind of thing that uh, like our, I don't know if Ali has, oh, we do. Ali, you're the shit. <laughs> um, Ali is showing yeah. our Mandela's Masala Chai. And this is why we named it Mandela's because it's a South African. We want to always give credit to our people. We're not going to call it Roy Boss. 
Because that sounds like you have to show your identification card before you go mm, to work. And when you come in, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Sounds like it comes with a German shepherd, a Belgian shepherd <laughs> dog sniffing you down. Um, so Mandela's Masala Chai, it's our love letter to folks there. And actually, it's Winnie Mandela that we named this after. Say, say less. But we, but this has red bush and a lot of people love chai. Like our love potion number 10 chai is our grandmother's original. People will come in and ask for that chai all the time, but it is caffeinated because most times chai has black tea at its base. But in this case, we use the red bush because we wanted to give people like myself, lightweight caffeine people who can't have caffeine. Like my staff cuts me off after I want to say three o'clock. One. Why you keep pushing it? <laughs> it's one. After one o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon, I'm not allowed to have any caffeine because they know that I'll be up all night. And then when I come in, I'm like, what's going on in here? Who's in, what is go, you know? And so they don't, they want to negate. They know that the day before uh, informs the next day. And all of us need to really observe those rhythms in ourselves. So having something that is not caffeinated, like a red bush, is super powerful antioxidants. You could drink this any time of day. And then you also could give yourself a little treat in the evening. It's relaxing. It's an herb that also relaxes the nervous system a bit. And what's better than something that's helping your, your uh, circulatory system open a bit, um, so it's helping to take blood pressure down. It is assisting with uh, our uh, nervous system. And then the antioxidants are helping to fight free radicals, right? And the free radicals are the things that uh, are causing a lot of times the issues with tumors and you know cancerous cells going wacky in the system. They're just going bananas and reproducing is because that's that free radical stuff. And in, in this day and age, we have so much exposure to chemicals, even like what we're eating or drinking out of, just the air we're breathing, all of it, that free radicals are just on us constantly. And so we do need to take aim at those. All right. So I hope I answered the question about the red bush. I love that tea. And so when I get cut off at the bar, um, <laughs> <laughs> this one is my weapon of choice is the is the uh, red bush. It has its own little sweetness, like a honey. Sometimes it's uh, its cousin is called honey bush. And, and it just has like a, even when you smell it, it smells like a, um, Ali, tell the people what this smells like. I'm I smell it all the time. It's great. I'll smell it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's got like a, it's almost like it's on vanilla. Vanilla, kind that's of. it. It's aromatic. I will tell you nice. that all the men in the shop, this is one of, in your top five, Ali. Yeah, right? yeah, I would this say in, so. This definitely. is in his top five, but the other brothers in the shop, this is their number one. Oh, and the go go goji. The yeah, go, they go, love goji. that go go goji. There's a tea we have called go go that contains this. And so uh, the reason why we use this is because of its anti inflammatory capacity, right? Here we are. It, it is also contained in Triple Goddess. We'll get to that in a second because we're going to talk about the, the why it's called that, but um, for the same reasons that we use it in there. So these two. Things contain that, and Gogo Goji contains that. Very vanilla. Couple more, um, and it's mostly brothers. They're very shady. I just want to say this, Ali, Kofi, and Sean. Kofi said, um, "Hey, Ali, they have this brand new thing called a tripod." And then Sean wants to donate to help <laughs> you uh, get a camera stand. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I, Chris, I, I'll be the original tripod, brother. 
Tripod, yeah. tripod yeah. can't give you all these close angles. That's Tri right. That's right. <laughs> Tri tripod said try, but nah. It, it yeah. is. It is. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, just because I got it. I, you know, when they say old school hip hop and they're like, that's my DJ. Go DJ. You can't hey. talk. Look, can nobody <laughs> talk shit about Ali but me? Okay. <laughs> nobody gets to talk about my dude. So I will say this that yes, we are working on putting some still shot things or, or steady shots, but we want to get you down in the money shots, okay? We want to get you on the stuff and it takes that kind of love. This man got love in his shoulder blades, you understand me? But you're not going to get these sweeping shots. You're not going to get the hands massaging stuff. And here's the other thing. This brother got a whole degree from uh, Howard University, HU. You know. Uh, in mass media communications and engineering, specializing in sound sound engineering. So don't come for Ali. You can send a tripod to Calabash <laughs> T at twenty seven zero one Twelfth Street Northeast, Washington D.C. two zero zero one eight. And otherwise, boop. All right. Okay. So all right. So I have a real question. Uh, Kristen wants to know. Um, I've asked. Uh, I've asked how much tea should be used for a large flask. No instructions are on the package. Is is there such a thing as too much? Because I drink all day long. Is it too much, Dr. Amen? Um, okay, so Kristen, is it Kristen? Kristen, yeah, Kristen Hicks. Kristen, I'm so glad you asked that question. Kristen, we have an entire page on our website called Brew It, Just Brew It. And it has um, a uh, list of the types of things like superfoods, you know, greens, uh herbals blacks and uh how we brew those even our chais because the way we make our chai in our shop is not pumps of syrup hello starbucks or um instant stuff or even putting it in a teapot or tea bag it steeps inside of the milk as its substrate like for hours it takes us hours to make that tea and I say this to you because I want you to have those specific instructions. I hear you. One teaspoon, hence the name, right? Teaspoon. One teaspoon. And these are not teaspoons, by the way. These are great spice spoons. And these are great. Can you see this? I'll do like the, the people who demo stuff on Instagram. Look at this. <laughs> they love that. This is the brush I'm using. This is the makeup. So this little spoon is about half a teaspoon. I love these because sometimes these are my spice spoons. These are my go-tos for other stuff. But a teaspoon of tea is enough for 12 ounces to 16 ounces of water. And I really love using tea bags. So using the, um, instead of like a strainer, I love having to be able to put more water in and these kinds of herbs. When we talk about stuff that is um, dehydrated, which most herbs are, unless you're picking them fresh, these kinds of things require uh, hydration. And within the course of that hydration, they get open. They get open and loose. Okay. So Here's like the tea bags we use. We have some Japanese ones that we really like. These are also on our site, right? But I'm gonna show you this because people ask this a lot and I feel like a lot of you are not getting the full strength of the tea that I want you to get medicine out of it because you're only gonna use a teaspoon in here. And then I love these, there's like a little duvet 
and you close it and put it in the thing. And the reason I like this more than the ones that have the little thing and all that is that in the bottom of there is cooking. And so the more hot water I'm putting on it, the more the, the herbs open. Yes, the first steep is going to be stronger. Yes, the first steep is going to taste stronger. But the truth is that the second and third steep are my favorite because those are the steeps where the herbs get to tell you their story. They open up like a flower petal. They are they are layers in books. They're, they're chapters in a story. And so what they're doing at that point is rehydrating completely and giving you those secret elements. They're, they're like informing yourselves of that nutrition. If you just put it in a little metal or you do a thing and you put in a thing and you take it out, those herbs are steeping on the counter. They're really infusing that strainer, that metal strainer, <laughs> but they're not giving you their secrets. So in the bottom of my cup, you could believe these things are in there because I want to keep adding water. If you're my grandmother, you add water a hundred more, a <laughs> hundred more steeps. <laughs> That's a little much, but you could get at least three. And so a packet that is, gives you a uh, uh, 15 to 20 uh, teaspoons is going to give you like 60 cups of tea individually. So I hope this answered your question. I say, leave it in there. Do not take the tea bag out. People are like, when do you take the tea bag out? When you go wash the cup, don't take <laughs> it out. Don't take now, it out. Now, is that the case with the caffeinated ones as well? Is Absolutely. Because there's a saturation point, right? There's a saturation the point. Caffeine. Absolutely. Got I it. am a fan of leaving it in there. And if it's like, oh, it's super strong when I leave the sorrel in, or it's strong when I leave the whatever, uh, decolonize your tongue. There you go, our, our dish towel. Decolonize your tongue and get yourself used to flavors because those flavors inform your stomach and your digestion like on that healing. Make sense? All right. So thank you, Kristen. That was awesome. I hope there are some more questions as we go through because I love it. Exchange of ideas at the hallmark of our century. Okay, so I don't know. This nutty professor. All right. So we have here our turmeric. And many of us talk about turmeric. I hear people talk about turmeric all the time now because it's an element that folks have started to, uh, larger pharmaceutical companies have been introducing over the years. And so we may not even realize that that's how we got introduced. Look at this finger. It looks like a finger. I hope my finger doesn't look exactly like <laughs> Does it? It's sort of, no, it kind no, of, no, exactly, it no. Cause I put lotions <laughs> on. I just put some olive oil on my hands cause Ali would be like, you ashy. So here we are with the turmeric is open, right? And it is so orange. It is so beautiful inside. And it should look like this. This is Jamaican turmeric. I don't know what your turmeric came to do, but our turmeric came to fight in inflammation. This joint right here, this joint right here needs to look like a carrot inside it. You see how orange this is? Sure, and maybe most carrots the, don't even be looking like that. They don't Honestly, look like not, that not here. No, they kind of, yeah. But this is so strong. That's nice. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. And, um, you know, there was a time that turmeric was used to dye fabrics and used in textiles, and it still is. Uh, yeah, it happens every time I blend. 
it still works mm -hmm. rub it on your rub it on your on your clothes and see if you don't have yeah, to it's then, on diet you're yeah. gonna have to dye everything that's why we typically wear black in our shop yeah. where all of our so we just black on black on black because we we want you to focus on the tea we don't want you to focus on how all, all the stuff stained our clothes but turmeric this is jamaican turmeric and let me tell you the difference okay so the turmeric that has been sold uh, uh they have these tablets and capsules of turmeric and all these other things they are typically maybe five to ten percent bioavailable curcumin and what do i mean by that curcumin is a principal element inside of turmeric the the um chemical right the compound that is inside turmeric that makes the whole anti-inflammation thing happen and so when we talk about curcumin the more bioavailable you want curcumin to be you use the element called piperine and piperine is found in black pepper so when we talk about oh i use black pepper i put it in my thing or it had i take turmeric with black pepper capsules forget all that Get yourself some super high grade. They go together. Let's put them together, Ali. Um, get yourself some super high grade turmeric. The Jamaican turmeric. Let me tell you something about Jamaica. And I don't want to hear from brands on this. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear from my Trini and other other Carib folks on this unless you, you, you uh, weighing in on it in the positive. But I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> There's something about Jamaican ginger and turmeric and lots of our herbs, including our, our, our sorrel and other stuff that is super, super strong. The Jamaican turmeric, this has about 60 to 70% bioavailable, meaning ready for your body. Right now, if I'm like on this, bioavailable curcumin, right now. So this is like, I, I can't even explain to you the difference in the way it tastes, the way it even smells. When you smell it, it's just strong. And that's what I want. I want more bang for my buck. I, I, I don't wanna buy stuff that maybe it costs half as much, but the truth is it is a 10th as effective. So it's a buy now or pay later plan on a lot of this. And a lot of stuff's not like super expensive. It's just knowing the difference. So when you see it's Jamaican turmeric or Jamaican ginger or Jamaican, buy it. If you see it's Brazilian, if you see something as well, get it. Because a lot of times the stuff that's coming directly from the Caribbean and and uh, Central and South America is just farmed in a way, especially if it's organic, like it just has a deep richness to it. And it hasn't been on a, on a tanker or a truck for just too long, right? So turmeric, a lot of us talk about it, a lot of us might use it. I like it when it's super fresh like this. This is insane, look at him. He's showing off. Look at this. And you won't see a lot of this stuff in your grocery, your regular grocery store, or I don't want to say regular, irregular grocery <laughs> store, because um, they have to be so-called perfect, right? They have to look really smooth. They have to present like this is as as um, out of the box as they get with it. But I like my joint to look like something happened. Look at him. <laughs> something, something He got a story. And he said, tell my story. And I like it like that. I, I want to make sure that the medicine is present. Um, so when you have this and you have the, the black pepper, and the key to this is making sure that you crush some of the black pepper immediately before you add it 
to whatever you're going to make with the turmeric. So if you're going to put it in the blender, if you're going to put it um, in, in using these powdered versions, right, which can be good too, you need to put the freshly cracked black pepper. The, anytime you start to open stuff, the amount of availability of what you want goes down. And most of the you know, black pepper or other supplements have been sitting in warehouses for a long time. So, you know, like I would say, you, you may as well have just peeled the label off and just eat the label like it would have had more nutrition <laughs> than what you got. All right. Any more turmeric questions? Yeah, there's a question. Oh. I, I don't know if it's a turmeric question, but Nakima, unmute. Unmute yourself. Hi, welcome. Mute. Hi. Hi. Okay, so um, my question is, my son is autistic. He's been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, and he's nonverbal. So we have, and he's very picky with his food. So I have tried the vegan, vegetarian sort of a diet, um, you know, with the, the jackfruit and the butternut as the cheese for the macaroni and cheese. So I've tried to wing him off, but he gets to a point where I, it's either the tantrum or we get regular macaroni and cheese. So is there something that I can do from, cause he, he can't take a multivitamin, like a chewable Flintstone kind of a thing. Um, is there something that I can do to infuse into him that would help the, cause I'm told that the autism is, you know, high mercury, high toxic, high something in his, system is there something that i can help do to help detox him um to maybe help with his mental acuity just to get him a little bit more naturally focused versus trying to get him on a you know an adderall or something like that right <clears throat> this is a great question and i want to make sure i'm seeing you okay come here ollie this yeah. is smudging or something all right <laughs> sorry uh, I can see better? clearly now the rain is Okay, gone. so thank you so much for your question. This is a great question. Um, I, I think there is actually uh, an organization that does a lot of work around food replacement in terms of this is the stuff that's not great, you know, with regard to candies and foods and things with additives. And this is for all children, right? And then... This is um, the, the, the replacement, sometimes even by that same company that doesn't have the red number five and the blue six and the, or something to try alternatively. Um, Fine Gold Institute, the Fine Gold Institute, uh, F-E-I-N-G-O-L-D, I think. Um, and, and I've worked with them before. Uh, they have a guide, like a downloadable guide. So if your kid's like, I don't know, Red Hot Cheetos or something. There's an alternative for that that is also typically made by that same company, but a lot of people may not realize that exists. And now in the days of like being able to order stuff online, you can order cases of things and make sure that he has what he wants. And macaroni and cheese, I know, is on that list. I've been working with them for decades. And they are great at making those recommendations for people not just children with ADD, ADHD. Um, uh, even a lot of us are irritable and don't realize that the food is irritating our system. There's something in it that is an additive that is not agreeing with us. So, um, you know, anxiety and ADD, ADHD, uh, autism, you know, whatever it is, 
uh, even our sleep cycles, like they just have a great uh, way of recommending those alternatives. I would totally point you there. The other thing is um, we talked about taking a field trip, right, Ali? Yeah. To the, the supermarket. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying ties right in with that. What I what I would like to do is take you to, can we do that like next Next I think, episode. yeah, I think we could can do that do next that? time. Yep, definitely. Um, we can take you to the supermarket with us, what we call the health, what you call the health food store, and we call the health food store, but we're going to just call it the store. <laughs> we're going to take you to the store and show you um, a few of our favorite things. And that includes the mac and cheese, and that includes other alternatives that may be there. Uh, I know you're saying that, uh, I heard you saying that he's nonverbal. Um, is it possible? Is is she still there? I don't know. Is it possible yeah, that? She's she's yeah, I'm still here. Is it is it possible? Um, does he ever pick out stuff when you go to the store? No, um, we have very limited communication um, capabilities. He doesn't sign. Um, he, it's tough. Um, it's tough. <laughs> so, um, but he tells he can't tell me what he doesn't want. Um, very well. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so That's I know awesome. what he doesn't want. And then he can, he can tell me what he does want. And I, I didn't grow up with a, with a parent or parents. So I learned how to cook from the food network. So I'm not a, an amazing cook. So what I like to eat, they're not going to eat. They're not oh. going to just eat rice or, you know, something that I, I can do. So I'm still learning how to mature my food by watching you. Um, and just sort of help me to sort of develop a more a deeper palate for him um because right. he won't take food from a spoon and he'll only eat with his hands so there's only certain things i can give him that he'll actually eat so we're working we're trying understandable and you know i i know that's a, a it can be exhausting because you're wanting to make sure he gets the nutrition that he needs and then at the same time it's like Oh, you know what I mean? He's rebuffing a lot of this stuff. I actually like that he's eating with his hands because that also tells me that he's textural. There are certain textures he's not going to eat. And I'm sure you've discovered that. Like there's certain feelings that he doesn't like. And a lot of us have that. There are things that are in your mouth. You're like, I don't think I like this texture. Like the flavor is good, but I don't like what's going on. And I really like to think that those of us who are sensitive, those of us in our tribe who are autistic, those of us who have uh, high levels of, of uh, anxiety or whatever's going on, um, that we are like those of us who are like that, those members of our tribe, they are uh, the canaries in the coal mine, right? They're, they're telling you something's wrong, like with, with the food, with the environment and as you mentioned like with the heavy metals etc they're saying like something's going on that is not agreeing with me and so he's he's in that space right there's a few things one of them is i'm not sure have you tried wooden spoons with him no we've just have the plastic ones <clears throat> yeah because i really like um the feeling of wooden spoons and i don't like the way that um I'm going to do your, here, here's your, <laughs> this is our hair product of the day or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I love the way these feel. And 
I'm gonna tell you something, the teenagers who come to our house and even like the, the younger kids who come to hang out and they're in the kitchen with me all the time, they love this. They love the way it feels. They like the spoon itself because if he's into textures, that also might be the problem. And um, it's just the ability to, to see if he likes more natural feeling. Good try it. The second thing is, um, getting him the most analog thing possible. So like when we go to, we're gonna take you guys to the store with us. What is it that we're buying that um, might he might like as a replacement? Like his mac and cheese, maybe you're, I don't know what kind you're doing. Like, is it like the craft box or something? No, I'm, I'm cooking it, you know, with um, almond milk. I, I switched from regular cow's milk to an almond milk um, to a coconut milk. Coconut gives it a little bit of a tech, a flavor that need none, nobody in the house really likes. Um, so we'll do a, a almond milk base. It, you know, um, garbanzo bean flour, mm -hmm. um, vegan butter. And then I put the vegan cheese and then I put that over the noodles. And does he like that? He likes that. Okay. That's great. I yeah. love that. But we um, can't, I feel like you said, I feel like you can't eat macaroni and cheese three times a day <laughs> for five <laughs> days in a row. <laughs> so we've got to do something else. You can't, but you can add things into it that he may not taste. Little bit, little bit, like little moringa, you know, like dusted into it. Little um, uh, mushroom powder, right? Like dusted in. I'm the sneaky chef like that. I put stuff in my kids' food and my family's food all the time for years now and they just never knew that was in it. And so sometimes it's just a matter of like um, disguising it into the other stuff. So we, we, I definitely want you to look up the Fine Gold Institute and see their work. They're a nonprofit org. That's what they do. Uh, Fine Gold was a physician who worked on uh, that whole aspect of food additives, irritating nervous systems and what that was doing to us. And then how do we shift that? Right. I, I dropped the link both in our chat and uh, directly to uh, Nakima. And I also, there's so many, you know, the great thing about Nubia is it's a gathering of some really, really brilliant people. You know, there are teachers, there are doctors, there are, you know, all, all kinds of professionals and they are, you know, connecting with Nakia, Nakima uh, in a way that's so beautiful. So you have a lot of support here. Yes. Uh, in Nubia, so for you and the more things that we can cook those analogs so taking you guys to the store and saying okay this person likes this okay well let's try this switcheroos our little secret switcheroos that that can potentially work and sometimes people are like i don't like vegan cheese it's because of the one you're using or what it's used for. This one melts, this one's for pizza, this one, like there may be four different things that you want to use them for. So we're going to, we'll take you guys to the store and we'll work through that. And um, Nakima, we do have recipes on our website and uh, we're, we're constantly uploading. I mean, I have hundreds of recipes. It's almost embarrassing uh, that they're not somewhere else except on my laptop, but I, I want to, it really is an embarrassment. And I will, uh, we'll keep uploading those, right, Ali? Yes, ma'am. So that folks have, you know, you have some way to make some things and please ask us questions. Um, Thank you. you know, we, we absolutely love, there's a chat feature on our site now. Yep. So you can just pop in there and ask a question. We'll be happy to answer 
how to make something or whatever the case is. There are ways to get it done. If he likes spaghetti, there's ways to put uh, chickpeas into the sauce that are that you blend in the blender and it's very cheesy. There's a way to make it cheesy so that they don't even taste it, but the protein is there. You know what I mean? Like there's ways to get stuff in. I'm loving this. Thank you, Nakia. Yeah. Thank you guys. I appreciate everybody. Thank, Thank you. You are amazing. Metal question. We have lots of greens that address that, like cilantro and others that can be juiced. But a lot of times if folks don't like those flavors, they just get added to the food. People who will eat uh, guacamole or salsa or whatever, you just you just chop that stuff and put it in. All right. I know, so I know we got to wrap up. Um, you, you know, we're going long. But yes. that, Nakima is why we do this, right? Yeah, Somebody who wasn't raised in the kitchen, didn't know how to cook, and now, you know, has challenges. What you're doing on Sunday is so important. And I just wanted to say thank you. So. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love that she's really conscious that way, like of this food is doing this or these are the issues and just wanting to be better instead of, okay, just throwing a can of SpaghettiOs at this situation. I, I love that she's doing that because we, we need to also be better as a whole family, right? Like I said, that those, those people who have health challenges or nervous system challenges or, or are not neurotypical, right? Or, or neurodivergent or whatever, like are telling us that we all need to get our shit together. <laughs> so we're just do it all together, you know, as a, as a clan. All right. So I'm going to roll through some of these real fast for you guys. Yes. All right. So um, Ali is pointing to me that I need to talk to you about Galangal and Galangal is uh, in the same family as our ginger and our turmeric. These are all rhizome roots in the same family. They have uh, lots of the same elements going on. This is a sister. These are three sisters. So we have turmeric, galangal, and ginger. And galangal, you've had it. I know some of us, like, I don't know if I've had it. Well, first of all, if you've had like our triple goddess tea, you've had it. It's inside of it, right? And the reason why we call it triple goddess is because we like these three things combined together. Uh, they're like three superheroes fighting fighting inflammation. You've had galangal if you've had Thai food. Anybody out there like Thai food? I'm sure that's like the 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 Asian food of the moment <laughs> that's gotten a moment. And if you've had the coconut milk soup then you've had galangal. If you've had um, the, the flat noodles, the ladna noodles that make um, drunken noodles, you've had it. You've had, it's, it's in everything. Just like Jamaicans use ginger in everything, Thai folks and um, people in that region, like folks in Laos and Cambodia and other places use galangal a lot. It appears everywhere. And if you've been in a Thai restaurant and you've had like a soup or any other thing and you thought it was a slice of ginger, it's typically not. It's galangal. So this is a super, super herb. It smells like this, like the ginger, like that hot smell, but it is sweeter smelling and it's a little more peppery and sweet and minty in a way, but it is in the same family. And so it's one of my favorites in terms of its ability to assist with anti-inflammatory properties. So uh, yeah, it's in this one. All right, so we're gonna keep it bubbling and we have marigold. So marigold, which is also called calendula, is a flower 
uh, yeah, you can see it here. It's kind of like a sunflower kind of flower. And it has a, I like to tell you the way it smells and tastes because, you know, there it is. We're not in the kitchen together yet, but um, it's smell-o-vision, right? I'm helping you out with that. So these are, this is a flower that has been respected for millennia for its ability to help with joints and um, cartilaginous and um, collagen tissues, uh, fibrous tissues. So like joints, uh, ligaments, uh, bruising, swelling. Uh, it is something that you'll see a lot like paired with Arnica as, a, as an herb for taking down um, inflammation in the body. And one of the great things about calendula is it adds like a honey sweetness to so nice, a, a honeyed sweetness to whatever it enters in terms of the, a blend or a tea. It also helps so much with your skin. When you take this, the irritation or inflammation you'll have as acne or skin issues, you see that it smooths out your skin incredibly. That's why the French use it a lot. And you'll see it on the stores, the store shelves, like when we go to the store, you're going to see that there are creams made of calendula. There are uh, creams that are say that say uh, marigold or calendula on it, and um, it's something that you usually use topically too. So this is one of my favorites to add into things because it has that benefit. So even if I'm making a mint tea, uh, like one of our teas is simply irresistible. Instead of just giving you a mint tea, why don't I give you things in it? So, cause the mint is strong. The mint is gonna do its job. Why not add the medicine in it that only adds a little honey flavor to it? It's not disturbing the mint, right? Okay, so we're moving forward uh, on to pepper. And I'll tell you, pepper is underrated and sometimes villainized, especially because we have not decolonized our tongues in those capacities. And just because it's not in everybody's culture to have things that are peppery does not mean that that is correct, right? We've grown up separated uh, in a, an entire Atlantic Ocean away from our pepper cultures, our cultures of having these hot, spicy foods or indigenously having these things like the uh, habanero pepper, right? Or the Jamaican pepper, which is sometimes referred to as a scotch bonnet or cayenne, which comes from South America. And there's even a whole river named after it. And this is the indigenous name, Cayun, for the pepper itself. So a lot of times our indigenous foods we've gotten separated from, but it is our medicine. And in this case, pepper is a super medicine. And so when people say to me, well, uh, I can't eat a lot of pepper. It, you know, when I eat spicy things, it upsets my stomach. It tells me that I, I have to ask, what is that thing? Oh, you know, like if I eat a spicy sausage or that's what it is. Don't blame the spice. <laughs> so, right. Don't blame it on the spice. So, wait, so the problem is that the thing that the spice was in might be the villain in that case. Um, the pepper in medical studies, right, has been shown to actually be reparative to stomachs 
and the linings instead of what we had previously been told by you know typically westernized medicine which is you know drink a glass of milk have milk of magnesia drink this or that coat the stomach and that stay away from peppers because they were burning the stomach it's not exactly true and so having the pepper is one of the ways that the blood vessels in our body vasodilate they open and that provides more blood flow to places which helps the inflammation whether it's swelling in certain parts of our body in our extended parts uh, limbs hands ankles feet the return the venous return from those places is poor and so you get swelling you don't want to start the size, you know, the day in a size eight shoe and you end in an eight and a half. You know what I mean? Like you want to make sure that you're getting a return that requires movement, not sitting on it too long, but it also speaks to our food. Okay. So pepper is the thing we have here. Is this cayenne? Yep. Okay. So we have some cayenne and most of the cayenne that you have in the store that's available uh, regularly is going to be between 30,000 and 50,000 heat units as it's measured. And I like a 90,000 or above heat unit. I know that sounds super hot. It is, but that's because I want this medicine. Like as I'm moving this around, this cayenne smells sweet to me. It smells sweet and spicy. It's making my mouth water because it smells like food to me. And it should, when you smell peppers, you should be feeling hungry, not like, oh, it's that smells spicy. It should make your stomach move. It should make you feel like you want to eat because that salivation that we have is because that's one of our traditional foods. And it informs our digestive system, the acids to balance a certain way and also to uh, open the blood vessels to help us get nutrients where they need to go. It's, it's, I, it, it can't be underestimated. And good pepper, good pepper, right? So we also have red, red pepper flakes. Same, same, same thing. They're super important. And when you want them into something, you use them in the seasonings. That's why curry, for example, is a big mama of anti-inflammatory possibilities because you have ginger, you have turmeric, you have um, all the curcumin available in that. You have black pepper in there. You've got all of these elements and then you have pepper, meaning red pepper or hot pepper also inside of there. So you have all those elements. Same with jerk. We have the Jamaican pepper in there, which is super hot, actually hotter than this cayenne. And that is important. When I say hot, I mean spicy, right? And then you have other elements for healing inside of there. So what we want is to incorporate this into our diets every day. It's not just for making a rub or um, having it just a little sprinkle in our water in the morning. That's a great start. I hear that a lot and that's a great start. We're gonna move into using it regularly into our foods. Dr. Armand, Angel wants to know, can people with high blood pressure use cayenne? They should, they should. I remember having a, a class with a um, cardiologist and he told me, um, older white gentleman told me that uh, he didn't believe that any of this, you know, witchcraft that I speak about meant anything. He was, a, he was a professor of mine. 
and um, used to always call me out during class, that kind of thing. And I wasn't even adding this stuff into the discussion. It was just that he knew that that, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, I was like, excuse me, sir, that's not right. You know, like I wasn't interrupting his class. Um, and I remember distinctly that seeing a patient uh, all together, our whole class, and the person had undergone uh, bypass surgery. And then he, he picks me out and says, um, well, what does our witch doctor say? What do you think this person should be eating or doing when they go so home? Like, <sighs> oh and so I was like, um, well, you know, traditionally we give people who have had circulatory issues uh, pepper, like, you know, crushed or whatever, every meal they should be having some. And he just laughed so, <laughs> you know, like Chris Kringle, you know, like he was just, <laughs> and Funny enough, a few months later, the um, I don't think it was the New England Journal of Medicine, but one of those journals came out with a story that capsicum capsules should be administered to triple bypass. There's their stories about triple bypass patients to help with continued circulatory uh, ability right? And I brought him this magazine article and I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is like what we were talking about. I wasn't going to be like, nah, nah. you know, I was just like, isn't this amazing? He took one look at it and these things are their Bibles, right? Uh, he has a whole stack of them in his office, right? And he took this thing and was like, I'm not reading that and literally threw it across the room. I just want you to understand. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that, oh man, that have run your your medical that institutions are that are training people, people is uh, and here mm -mm. it is so many years later that <laughs> you turn on any tv or you're on your phone watching stuff and the ad that's playing is like have this uh capsaicin for you know or have this capsule of turmeric or have this curcumina capsule they'll even take the names of the stuff and it's amazing to me that we are we are not always in sync with our with our home foods but that's why we're here together because if not as we said at the beginning you'll see them in the store and it'll get added in and added into products and pharmaceuticalized and we do not have access to that stuff so this is why it's important blood pressure should of course people with with who want does anybody want great blood pressure take it you have high blood pressure take it you have like we're not going to wait we're go we're going to this is how we eat we eat our medicine eat the cure is is the is the thing we we need to always be thinking preventatively right and so that's why this should be added to our food regularly um i think we have a dropper thing of that too i'll leave it uh just went up on our site like a, a cayenne turmeric ginger um, like liquid drops, because sometimes you just need it in your food or your tea or whatever, just a few drops. It makes a difference in how you feel. You, your engine gets started, your metabolism starts moving differently. Um, you, you, you know, that's what you want. They've also done a study recently <laughs> that said that um, principal elements in the pepper, like the capsicum, stimulate the brain and assist with bringing people up out of a depression, not completely up. I'm not saying you leave the other medicines behind, but that there has been a result of um, a lift of mood, right? So 
not like you're clinically depressed and this is going to bring you out of it. I want to be clear. I'm saying that even in a little bit of a funk or you're feeling down or you're sort of whatever, they found that it, that it makes the neurons fire differently. Mm-hmm. So it tells you everything you need to know. All right. On the fresh side, uh, Seshat uh, wants to know, can you give suggestions for how we can use fresh turmeric root? Also, uh, this is a two-parter. Uh, can you give instructions on blending, cooking, and boiling turmeric? I've never used fresh turmeric. I've always used the powder. Uh, so seeing it for the first time was with you. It's the first time I've ever seen really? it, okay. in, let's, it with let's you. Real quick. Um, I'm going to pull this thing out. And I don't care what Ali says. It's going to happen right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. I love this question. And this question is making me get stuff out of the out of the, the thing, because I want to make this for you. Um, so what we're going to do, I'm going to show you this mad quick, and we're going to make it together. How about that? Yay. Um, yay. Hooray and hurrah. You can tell that I'm used to having to rush through this stuff on a TV set. Look, I'm so glad we're together, because when I have to do this kind of stuff on TV, and I've done a gazillion of it, right, it's oppressive. I, I have three minutes to six minutes to present something that really deserved, you know, 25 minutes. And um, I'm restric- restricted in not disparaging their sponsors, Crackdonald's and Murder King and Taco Hell or whatever. Right. So I can't say that stuff, but I can with you take I'm like your TJ. I'm your TJ. Go, Go TJ. So I'm just going like you asked, I'm going to answer. So I'm going to put this stuff in here, okay? And we're going to go through the rest of this, but I'm going to come back to this because you want to know how to use this. And so we're going to do that. Cool? I just pulled out the blender. I don't care what Ali said. I'm a- <laughs> Ali said, stay away from this. All right, so we got we got these things in here, and I pulled out my equipment. So you don't take the skin off of anything. You took the skin off of nothing. You just cracked it and put it in there, no skinning. No, okay. because the skin of things, you know, the way my great-grandmother taught me, um, you know, the skin of things go to your skin. The seeds go to your seeds. The flesh goes to your flesh. So I, when I can avoid it, I don't take the skin off of it. You know, it's not like we're going to eat this the same way, you dig? So it's not like it's we're chopping it down and it's going to go in a dish and we may encounter some of it and be like, I don't like that texture. We're, gonna, we're doing something, we're flipping it and reversing it in the blender. Um, so should I just finish with this recipe? Okay. Yeah, go all the way through. I got it. to get the permission of the man <laughs> who doesn't have a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come for Ali. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a little golden milk. How's that? All right. Fresh. So I'm going to make a golden milk, which is I'm going to use the oat milk. Ali, you already put this here for me. I felt this coming. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. So I'm going to put some milk in here. This is the oat milk, right? I got mad amounts of ginger and turmeric. And um, what I'm going to do is put more because that's how I do I do my life. My life is like, what? Living so, my life like it's golden. Golden living. Come on, Jill. You don't golden. wash it either. It's not. Or have they been washed? Yeah, they're already good. Okay. They're good in the hood. And I'm going to get some... like the, the infinite no, scrub to... down. They just, yeah, just rinse them off gently. Yeah. As per usual. Yeah, I don't scrub them. 
like a like they did something ter naughty in in parochial school. So I <laughs> so this we got some agave in here, right? Mm. And um, I was also going to show you how to do a hot toddy, which I still might. It just depends on our time. In terms of a, it doesn't have to be hot, but it's just another way to do it. That is like a a, a ginger turmeric lemonade. We serve that at the shop, and I like it hot or cold, right? Because toddies don't have to involve alcohol all the time. It's not really what we what we want to get into, right? So I'm also gonna. I have. Am I? I don't even know if I'm telling you what's in here. So we have our ginger. I'm just so excited. And we have a hand of ginger, right? We have um, like four fingers of turmeric in the in here. And I'm going to put some cayenne because that's how I live my life. What? Okay. And I am going to uh, put some, what do we have here? Ollie? This is our our sarsaparilla. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna put a little sarsaparilla. Ooh, we haven't okay. talked about it yet, but oh, a little nice. of that in there, right? For our capacities on the anti-inflammatoryness. And I'm gonna turn this on for you guys. Oh, sorry. This me. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. It looks really beautiful. That's nice, right? Okay, and I'm going to put it in this bowl. I already pulled out with my strainer while Ali wasn't paying attention. I already <laughs> set it up because <laughs> I'm excited, y'all. And so what I'm doing here is straining it through here, right? And look how how um yellow how orange the like the you still see the turmeric trying to leave i leave its mark inside of the uh thing right so i'll continue to strain this right but here we are with our drink <clears throat> we have another empty over there too right ali yeah can i yep. use can i have that one thank you all right i like it um and just so you can see Right, and then I'm gonna put some black pepper uh, on there that is fresh cracked, okay? And what does that do again? Because the, when you made the lattes, you said that activates something and somebody had a question about the black pepper and the triple goddess tea. Do you put black pepper on that as well? Everything we make in our um, shop that contains uh, uh, turmeric, uh, gets black pepper because the black pepper contains piperine. It's the active ingredient inside there. P-I-P, piperine. Yeah. When and, you make it fresh behind the bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's when, not it's not featured in the blend just because we want you to be able to crack it fresh when you when you actually are making it. Because like Doc said earlier, if you, you know, do it uh totally powdered all the time, the bioavailability, you know, isn't always there. This so. man better talk that shit. All right, so we <laughs> So there we are. Um, Seishat wants to know, what do you do with the pulp, Dr. Amin, the, the pulp that's in the strainer? Do you do oh, something with that? that's a great question. So as far as the pulp, come over here for a second, Ali. Let me pour this without people seeing the, um, the horribleness that may occur, but I think we should be okay. No, I got good. a pretty steady hand. I just, I'm just always like, 
it's, it's when people awkward. is watching. <laughs> no drips. It's that team, no drips. It's that uh, TV preparedness thing I've been taught. It's like, don't let them see that part. All right, so I'm gonna let Ali taste this. Um, the, as far as the pulp that's con that still remains, a lot of times I will use that um, oh, additional. Nice. You like it? Yeah, that's nice. Um, a lot of times I will use that leftover pulp. Um, I'll, I will squeeze it out. So I'm being polite here on camera, but I don't mind getting my nails yellow because that's what's going to happen. Um, I will squeeze all of the juice out of this pulp. And then I will take that pulp and put it in our um, uh, compost. And so it will grow more of what we want going forward. The truth is that once we've broken the cell walls of this stuff and we have this leftover, it's not a lot left there. I know like when people juice carrots and do other stuff, they have the pulp left over and they'll make like carrot tuna and things like that out of it. There's not a lot left there because once you've broken that, especially if you have a masticating juicer, centrifugal juicers do this. They throw off water. They don't get the pulp down. I like my joint ground. Okay. So those masticating juicers that use their teeth and we should just, we'll do a whole, make a note. We'll do a whole episode on just juicers. Yeah. Um, that once that has been done and the cell walls have been broken down, there is very little left, very little left. So you're much better off letting that go to your garden to give you great stuff coming up next instead of now, what can I do with it? You did it already. So now we have the, oh, snap. Let me see this, Ali. This man drank the, <laughs> he drank the whole thing. It's true. What? It was good. Oh my. A right. little bit more in there too. I'll be, uh, You'll be coming back. <laughs> Seconds. Ali. All right. So that's what I would do with that. I hope that showed you. I mean, we were talking, but you see how fast that was. Throw the jams in there. You've already rinsed them, you, you know, down. Don't scrub the shit out of Look, the stuff has its own. The skin goes to your skin. If you strip it down, just like your own skin, you don't need to scrub it with brushes and do all the it's it's not a chicken or whatever people do when they put lemon on it or whatever you know what i mean it you want to wash it off you want to make sure you're removing any other stuff you know debris but you're gonna wash off all the b12 the vitamin b12 you know what i mean like just let it be a thing if you pulled it out of the earth the same thing would be true right you, you wouldn't be like scared of it right so we put it in there we put some milk, we put a little agave, we put some black pepper. I mean, uh, we put it after, right? So we put yeah, that in Yeah, put some cayenne pepper though. And cayenne. sarsaparilla. Was and I actually, put a little sarsaparilla, which we're nice. gonna talk about in a second. Oh, you like that? That was yeah. a nice little What about spice. cinnamon and nutmeg? Cause I put that in my, my, oh, yeah. gold, my golden it, milk. Drank the thing before I had a time. Yeah, that's true. A, chi a chance to come back. Yeah, always know, cinnamon, nutmeg. Cinnamon though. and nutmeg. Don't worry, we'll get it on the second go round. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna have me in here making stuff for him all day, which is not what's gonna happen. So of course, cinnamon and nutmeg is my life. This is my real life, like not display. This is what I keep in my kitchen. This will be gone in a week. <laughs> so of course, the cinnamon and nutmeg, I like it dusted on the top. I like the black pepper on the top. Uh, I like the cinnamon, like all of that right on the top. It it makes it feel great for people. They smell that because the smell of the nutmeg is also calming to the nerves. The smell of the cinnamon, in it, 
informs the body that something sweet is coming. So it helps the blood sugar balance. So it, it the smell of these things mean as much because you're you're tasting it as you're smelling it, right? Boom. All right. So let's just go through the rest of these. Quick question. Uh -huh. What what's more effective um, as far as activating the curcumin and turmeric? Is it cayenne pepper? Is it black pepper? I mean, I figure you just put all of it in there. It's always best, but is, the, is one better than the other? The black though? pepper is activating the curcumin. Okay. okay. It contains piperine. Cayenne does not Cayenne have that have ability. Ah, okay. But it does help you with the anti-inflammatory and uh, vasodilation. Right, okay. Opening the blood vessels for greater blood flow, which decreases, uh, vasodilation decreases blood pressure. Right, right, right. Right, because if you have a pipe this big and you try to get, water through it versus this big, the pressure on the, you know, inside the lumen, inside the open. So I'm going to bore you. All right. So let's <laughs> before you go, um, Gwendolyn wants to know, is this better? Is this a good substitute for coffee? She has a coffee addiction. I was thinking matcha would probably be better because it's got the caffeine in it, but. Right. Not everybody's nervous system is set up to have matcha. Some people are green tea people. Some people should go to black tea and, um, you just have to try each and see how you feel. But I would say doing a black or a green tea would be great. It will help negate and manage those headaches that come from detoxing from cap from coffee because it has caffeine, but it it it, it metabolizes differently in your body. And instead of this and then this, you go here and you're sort of like on a plateau for a while. So it's not as high as the coffee, but maybe you didn't need to get that high. You know what I mean? Hard to cut, a hard come down. <laughs> All right, so we have nettle, which is also uh, one of my favorites with regard to uh, our herbs that are uh, not always thought of for anti-inflammatory process, but should be. Nettle, what'd you say? Don't meddle. Don't meddle with nettle. Yes. Nettle is also that thing that in the garden, if you rub it, if you're um, doing a lot with it as it's fresh, it has a stinging feeling on your on your hands or fingers. Oh, that's right they call it stinging nettle too yes. right yeah nettle plays no games don't nettle is nettle. that bitch you don't mess with yeah like, nettle carries a razor under its tongue you know oh. nettle. <laughs> but that's part of the reason why it's great you know these things inform us you wouldn't want to rub cayenne all over your face you wouldn't even want to rub ginger all over. you know these things have some potency if you notice that everything we've talked about for the most part has some some chutzpah to it, right? So it's because it is strong medicine. So we have to respect it. Nettle says, respect me or else, okay? So we have alfalfa. Not always, let me move this, Ali. Nobody making you no drink right now. <laughs> All right, so you have alfalfa, which is an herb that also isn't always thought of in our anti-inflammatory processes, but it is. It is um, very powerful in terms of blood flow, uh, it, it assists with blood flow because it helps the, in that process, especially uh, the ancients regarded it for its blood flow in the brain. So when we talk about memory and um, lessening uh, brain issues as we get older, you know, whether it's Alzheimer's, whatever, you know, we, a lot of us may be prone to these things. And so it is best to eat the cure now, to start now, thinking about how to moisturize the brain so it doesn't get ashy. That's really a thing, okay? How to increase blood flow to the brain from now so that we're elasticizing 
those areas, both with, you know, not just our doodles and puzzles and our Sudoku, but our stuff that helps the brain get more blood and get more resources. <clears throat> and uh, alfalfa is really re highly regarded for that over the ages. And that's contained in this thing. That's why I get, this is why you put this here, Ali. Yeah. Okay. Mind, right? It's one, one of the things yeah. for sure. Yeah. So studies, et cetera, studying, I mean, like you have to get some studying done. You need memory stuff. You need function. Lots of students love this. Our Howard University yeah. students. Especially combined with the all night long tea. Yeah. Stay oh, up. Man. Yeah. Ali has personal experience. Facts. Not studying enough ahead <laughs> and needing to stay up all night. To, yeah. yeah. Happens, we, happens. We're not going anymore. We have um, uh, Burdock. No, this is not Burdock. No, it's Burdock. Is, oh, it is. Yep, yep. Okay. I was like, what is this guy doing? They looking like They uh, are twins. looking like twins. We have Burdock. And if I had smelled him, I would have known. It's one of my favorites. I love burdock. I don't think people use it enough. And I'm going to tell you something. This is one of those herbs that does also look like um, like this, but much longer, like a carrot, like a brown carrot. And I buy it a lot at the um, oh, at the yeah. Asian market. Yeah, you've seen yeah, that, I remember, right? Yeah. I buy it at the Japanese market. We got some Japanese friends in town, and uh, we love them. And they love us too. And the burdock is something they'll put to the side for me, the big long piece of burdock, because back home in Jamaica, uh, my grand my great grandmother would slice it like you would like you would a carrot and um, saute it like with onion and garlic and maybe um, cassava what some people call yucca, right? And it would be a whole dish. And so it wasn't until I got older, I was like, that's burdock? Like, Eat so much stuff that you eat, bitter melon, this and that, whatever, growing up eating moringa, like we grew up eating these things. I it, And this is what I'm saying about going in the store, right? And watching these TV commercials, you're like, oh. So I saw the, the advent of maca being popular, matcha, turmeric, um, hibiscus. Now they want a hibiscus tip. Like I see that a lot of things we're talking about start becoming things. Uh, mushroom is a thing now. Every everywhere you go in the store, and we've talked about mushroom on here. Now, when you go in there, every product is infused with mushrooms. It's interesting. Even the oat milk, like even this company has a mushroom version, if you can believe that. Like this, but mushroom added. All right. So, our burdock, typically a blood cleanser herb. As we've talked about before, herbs are a village, and as we go through and we look at these things. Our herbs are something that is, uh, they communicate. So burdock, when we say, okay, I use some burdock, I use this, but how, how though? It has to be balanced properly, okay? Burdock's a great blood cleanser and detoxifier, but it also is an anti-inflammatory, which it's not always used for, but it is powerful in that capacity. All right, and then we have um, sarsaparilla, which is fantastic herb also i'm going to put some here for you which what is, is also that like what does it smell like is that like root beer mm. that's a good question it is you know that's a good point it is featured in the root chocolate yeah. tea as well it is a rooty it is a rooty smell and a lot of times when we think of things like root beer um let me hold this up to make sure you can see this um sarsaparilla and other roots are often featured as the old school root beers, because those were our old school medicines. So when we talk about um, things that maybe we grew up with, you know, Dr. Pepper and 
you know, root beer and even Coca-Cola and um, I don't know what, what are the things that they give people? Oh no. But these, yes, ginger ale. So all of these products are actually foundationally our medicines. Cola nuts are our medicines, coca leaves um, that went to make this drink and cocaine after that are our indigenous medicines. Uh, the roots like sarsaparilla, uh, we talk about ginseng, we talk about, um, you know, so these are like inherently in these products, sugar as well. Um, so sarsaparilla does have that kind of uh, multi-rootiness to it, which is fantastic. It is anti-inflammatory. It also assists, especially with sexual health and inflammation in those particular areas and performance. And that's one of the things that makes sexual function happen is the ability for blood flow to be there, correct? No blood flow, no go. I don't know, I was trying to find a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's the rhyming guy. Um, so without blood flow, no party, right? And this is why this is important in, in men's health as well. My great grandmother told me that when sarsaparilla root used to come in on the boats from another island or it came in from the farms in Jamaica, like the women would be watching from the side, like which men were buying the sarsaparilla and which weren't. They'd be like, mm. you know what I mean? Because they, <laughs> they already know the people who want to get their stuff together and who don't. So when you see those roots tonics, root man tonics, things like that, they often contain that. All right. And then our last, but not, what is this now? What are we Devil's Claw. Devil's Claw. I was like, here he is. So Devil's Claw, it looks like the burdock very much, right? And Devil's Claw, you don't see a lot in formulas, but I really wish people would more, but judiciously. So Devil's Claw is also great for circulatory uh, features. And it's called Devil's, Devil's Claw because the, the uh, flower that's on the plant is actually like got prongs on it like this, that looks like a claw. And um, that is that is why it's called that. Uh, not because you're gonna go to hell if you drink it. But I, <laughs> but I will I say- I wonder who called it devil's claw. You know who called it yeah, devil's claw. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not how we traditionally refer to stuff. Uh, and devil's claw is not cat's claw, by the way. These are two different herbs, just in case anybody. It's not devil's club, which is a different herb, and it's not cat's claw, which is a different herb. This is devil's claw. Call him by his name. All right. Any questions? Yes, there are a couple. How do you use alfalfa? Uh, is it in tea? Can you put it in food? Alfalfa is awesome. If you can get fresh alfalfa, which which we'll talk about more when the spring comes and summer, we'll be taking you in our garden. We got tons of stuff. We have over a hundred different herbs in our garden and such. So when we talk about alfalfa, we'll be talking about how to use it fresh as well. That's the way I would use it in food. When it's like this, it's best as a tea. And you want to be, like I said, judicious with this. It is very strong as an herb. It can cause a little bit of stomach upset if it's not used properly. That's why it should be balanced. And um, like ginger. The, yeah, and... you need ginger. So like in our in our blend, you're going to find ginkgo and hibiscus and ginger and go to cola, alfalfa, uh, foti, bilberry. Like it needs the other guys, right? It, 
a village needs king, it needs a queen, it needs messengers that run the message, it needs people who bring the water, it needs the, the town crier, like it needs all the things. So I wouldn't say one off any of these things. I would say try a little bit and um, see how you feel with it, but don't go crazy like Professor Hunter, like don't put everything. <laughs> all right, uh, on that note, nettle as well, food or tea? Definitely. Same with nettle, alfalfa, same thing. Definitely tea. Nettle, we already told you, nettle says she ain't playing with you. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, it, Put it in your food, don't, yeah. Nettle is a very slight ingredient in the tea because it's such a strong medicine. It is telling you by its name, do not mess with me. Like, I'm great, I can help you out, but you must respect me. And our indigenous traditions, the, the, the plant, the animals, us, there is no separation. The stones, the rocks, the planet itself. I don't want to seem too woo-woo on you guys, but the truth of the matter is that we have such a connectivity to these things that we must respect them, right? We, When we see somebody getting attacked by a shark because they went swimming in the shark, they went, uh, what do you call it, surfing in the shark area. Oh, yeah, We're on like, purpose. Or they down in the shark cage you know, looking at the, sh and the cage open and like, ah, you know what I mean? We're like, what are you doing? Come on, Slim. Yo, you in the shark living room. You should expect, if the shark came in my living room, I'm like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Sharky, you know you don't belong here. You know oh, what I mean? So, we got nettle, the lungs to hang with us. Right. Get back and in the we water. don't have the lungs to hang with them. Nope. So, Nettle says, I'm here to help you. We must have a healthy respect and regard. And so, a little nettle, it goes a long way. So when we're taking these things, we a lot of times our health has swung in a pendulum effect, all of us all together in this society. And it's going to take time. We can't take everything and try to swing it back. We have to just let it mm. come back to where it's going to be in some homeostasis. I hope that makes sense. No, that's perfect. Uh, white pepper versus black. Is there, I haven't seen white. Is What is white pepper? Um. White pepper is its own pepper. I hardly ever use white pepper. I got to be honest. I feel like white pepper is um, mostly used in food that needs to remain white. Uh, culinary. <laughs> um, so like hollandaise sauce, like things things that have white sauces, a lot of French food, et cetera. White pepper may be employed because it's the look of the food. It, it's not that it doesn't have um, nutritional element to it, but it doesn't really enter this conversation. Right. All right. And uh, you messed up a lot of people with the coffee uh, thing. I think people don't want to give up coffee. Should they have to? Is coffee, why is coffee bad? Is See that question. Uh, what's wrong with coffee? Why, why, why are you dogging coffee? Here's the thing. I'm from a coffee country. Let's just be clear. Okay. And where my parents are from, the world's most expensive coffee grows, like $60, $70 a pound. I don't hate coffee. I grew up on coffee. But when we have coffee back home, it might be like a little thing. And then you have a little thing and you drink a little coffee and you move about your affairs. You don't have this full of coffee. And okay? a bunch of sugar, sugar and, and artificial. This and, that. and even if you don't put that stuff in it, the way it's been harvested, the roasting process, all of that. Forget about it. When I would have coffee back home with my grandmother, it would be ground in a mortar and pestle and then... Uh, done as a pour over through it's like a sock kind of thing like the you know uh, cloth like a like a cheese cloth like a 
<clears throat> don't use it through here because this is my my dish towel, but like a cloth, and it just has a it has a different aroma. It has a feeling. You only have a little bit. Even the smallest members of your house might have a little taste of coffee. It's completely different process. And if somebody felt like they didn't want coffee that day, they would have a tea. And you might start with a bush tea in the morning. So whatever's out in your yard and when it gets to spring, we'll do that here. Whatever's there, we're cutting it. I'll have Ali go out with me because he's not on a tripod. He can move around. And then what we... <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you guys. Uh, really, I do. And um, whatever's out there is what your grandmother throw in the pot. You start the day with that as your internal shower, your internal shower. And then you might have your coffee or other things. There's a whole process. But when we just like Dunkin' Donuts, this and that, or even in our own house or whatever, it's like, what is going on? So everything in moderation, just like these other herbs, coffee says, respect me respect me or else I'm going to blow your adrenal glands out and then your thyroid's going to go and then your other thing, you know, and it's like, it, there's this feedback system that happens. So we have to respect that. It's no, it's no problem with us cutting, start moving that back, that needle back on the coffee and you'll see, stop drinking it for two, three days and see what kind of headaches you get. You understand what I'm saying? With nothing else to support it. It's amazing how addicted a lot of us are and don't really realize it. Last question. Uh, and this is from April Rose. She said, my mom suffers from spinal stenosis and overall arthritis. She's 75 and an overall great health with no medicine, no medications. How can I use any or all of these herbs to assist with her inflammation, working on adjusting her diet, but it's tough with a 75 year old. Any help would be greatly appreciated. That's a great question apt to drink tea would she drink something like the golden milk i'd like to show it to you but ali drank it all son finger um would she drink that you know would she prefer tea would she like something iced a lot of times uh, when i want to give people stuff, lemonade, yeah, yeah i make triple goddess um make you it because it's chill. got all that stuff in it and then i in the shop we serve it that way too we chill it and put lemon and you know sweeten it for people and they love it so the way they get their medicine like you have to just like we talked about before and taking taking you guys to the store and showing you analogs is you have to give her what she's used to she likes lemonade give her that she likes sweet tea we're going to make a version of that she likes She'll drink a little milky thing, boom. So whatever she likes, we're just gonna use, we're gonna shift it so that she has it. You're never too old. Look, I'm old as shit. You're never too old. You you are not old. You are I not love being old. I love it. There's so much greatness in it. You can say almost anything you want. It is amazing. So I would never wanna be who I was when I was 21. That was a horrible, horrible I agree with that. I agree. It does get better with, with time, but that's only if you're constantly developing. And I think that that is the, you know, some people, they age, but they don't get wise. They age, but they don't keep, you know, challenging themselves. And that's what I love being in this space because every time I'm here, I learn something yeah. and uh, you're brilliant. Father would say you can't sit in old age where you stood in youth. Mm. So you, you have to move forward. Like you can't be in the same place. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a waste of a life. So yeah. I'm glad that I've had the 
time and the age and space to understand these things more, to have all kinds of relationships with these things, good, bad, and otherwise. And I don't plan on divorcing any of these things. I've gone through a couple divorces. I'm better for it. Um, the, <laughs> these things, I have. we all have a healthy respect for one another. And this is what makes it work, is that we get ahead of it preventatively. Um, I'm going to see if I could get my dad to come on one of these one time. He he's, but he's in Connecticut now. Um, and let you see, let him talk to you about this kind of stuff and, um, his own health crisis and how it shaped the business he built that I grew up in. And so I have the benefit of, um, people who are older than me being in terrible health and then people being in amazing health and seeing the difference that this stuff made. It's like our own personal study. We don't need the medical journal to tell us. We're seeing 50, 60 years of, of um, results in, in different sets of people who are from the same family group. And you're like, oh, this is very interesting. My dad plays tennis. He's like 82. He plays tennis like every other day. You know, it's just a different life. And we can start now. It doesn't matter how old you are watching this. I don't care if you're 81. You can. 82 or four, we're going to do all this together. We're a community and we're going to build to that. Right. Yes. So look forward to taking everybody to the uh, store with us next week and, and um, talking about our favorite things, like stuff that we like that maybe you guys will like too. Love you, Dr. Amin and Ali. I hope your shoulders are feeling good today. Um, it is what I go milk. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen yeah. you guys appreciate you see you guys next week what go ahead i'm sorry go ahead doctor no, better we did better we're crunching our time so uh <laughs> we we appreciate everybody who hangs out with us and um we we're committed to make sure we give you the information so please bring your questions write down your best questions as as professor hunter was saying for next week on the health food store like what products, like what is the thing you use for this? Or what do you like about this? Or how do I replace this thing? Please, yep. that way we can answer those. Uh, we'll know where to go and we'll get it streamlined in. Yep, definitely. And if you'd like to um, get them in ahead of time, uh, you can also definitely hit us on uh, the chat feature that's on the website, uh, the updated website now, calabashtea.com. Um, just make sure I guess the easiest way to probably identify it as a question for answering next Sunday, uh, if you put at the end, hashtag Nubia, we'll, we'll know what it's. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'll that help us to identify. We know your fam. Yeah, every, everybody <laughs> everybody comes into the uh, chat asking questions. So, yeah. you know, or checking know up on fam. things. So right. yeah, we want to separate that out so that we know uh, your questions are for next week. I already used it. It is an amazing feature. Your web, your new website is beautiful. And uh, this is just getting better and better. Love you so much. See you guys next week. Bless, bless. Peace. Thank you. See you guys.